listen, Alan, you don't have to come with us. And he's like, I'm with you forever, even if we're not married. Alan, I'm sorry to break this to you, but it does not sound like she wants you to come, bro. Yeah. It doesn't sound like she wants to hang out with you. Nope. Listen, Alan, you don't have to come. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 26-year-old actor and artist. I like rooting anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. <laughs> you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere, and our fun fact for this episode is which music artist would you go and what, wait, you're the one who, what, what, what was it? Would you, like, stand so hard that you would chase their shore bus? Yeah, my list is lengthy. <laughs> um, no, but we're talking like genuinely would make it put the effort into making a sign, hunting down the tour bus, and then screaming. Like this is a lot of work. Who would you put the work in for? The list is lengthy. I am. I have no chill. You underestimate how unhinged Robin is. In fact, uh, I must make a confession, and the confession is that I deeply value celebrity. You know, I think I knew that about you. Yeah, based on who you are as a person. <laughs> My number one favorite music artist is Taylor Swift. I could see you doing that for Taylor. Yeah, I have a long list, though. Mm -hmm. uh, the Jonas Brothers, I have loved the Jonas Brothers since, like, 2007. And, um, yeah, it's mo I would say Taylor Swift is the main one, though. Yeah. I think Which I, I feel is not an unpopular opinion. I was going to guess Taylor or Harry Styles. Mm -hmm. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 31-year-old artist and writer. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. And I feel like mine's probably pretty predictable, but it would definitely be Lady Gaga. Yeah, for sure. But also Lizzo. Yeah. Because I feel like Lizzo as a person and who she is would appreciate the screaming. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, Like, she's, sure. like, that kind of, like, celebrity. And she, and she deserves it. Yeah. So, those are my two answers. People whose names start with L. Yeah. Okay. And my name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 28-year-old television critic. I like over 40s OT please. OT please, kiss! <laughs> Truly. Keep it, keep it. I'm just leaving it like that. And making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. I don't know that I would do this for anybody. I am so deeply not interested in crowds. Mm. Oh, yeah. This is, <laughs> this, is in a, this is in a world where I'm an extrovert that I'm... Oh, okay. Uh -huh. And that I would do this. Um, I would never actually do this. Right. So this is, like, in a world where I would do it. Right. So in this theoretical situation, that is only theoretical to us and not at all theoretical to Robin. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who would you who would you do it for? Probably also Taylor Swift, but mm -hmm. also Lizzo. Like when you said that, I was like, yeah, that would be that would make sense. I feel like your wild card answer would be Reba McIntyre. Uh, I have seen Reba in concert multiple times, and uh, if you had asked me this question when I was in high school, the answer would have been absolutely yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel like my my wild card answer of like. What concert would I like to be front row with a banner for? Like, not chasing the tour bus, but, like, have a thing in the, in the, at a concert, mm -hmm. like, on the floor, is Florence and the Machine. That is a wild card answer. Yeah. Yep. But I think she would be cool as hell to see, uh, perform live. If I could defend myself, um, <laughs> I, I don't think you need to understand things. I, the thing is that, first of all, I have been in the front row for a couple things. I had front row meet and greet tickets for Big Time Rush. I had four tickets for Lady Gaga. And it was amazing. Um, however, I would never hold up a sign. And the reason for that is my it's arms rude. will get tired. It's rude. Mm -hmm. And then I have to, like, carry around that sign the whole time. Oh, I just don't want to. Oh, my to. God. The Guys, sign would simply be out for the first two minutes yeah. that she walked on stage. And then it would simply... Go down. Go away. Yeah. Y'all, let me tell you about the sign we saw at the Jonas Brothers. 
<laughs> we, it's us and our friend Leanna, and we are sitting there, and the Jonas Brothers go from the main stage to a little center stage, and they're performing, and all of us look over, and keep in mind, this is being recorded. Sorry, if you hear background noises, it's Robin's puppy. This is being recorded to, like, be put on, what, what did it end up being put on? Amazon Prime? Uh, Happiness Begins Tour? Yeah, or something. There is this girl that holds up a sign during Love Bug that says, now we fuck to Love Bug. And I'm like, that's not okay. Like, I get it. I get the sentiment. Tweet it. Yeah. You know, don't put it on a sign and then hold it up. I don't want to read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to know what you do to the song Love Bug. <laughs> Today we have words to say about episode 515 of Riverdale, The Return of the Pussycats. Once again, the sounds in the background are Robin's puppy. We can't stop him from doing it, so enjoy it. <laughs> as far as I can tell, this is just like... They return, you know? The only other things that I can think of are, you know, fantasy titles that are like like the return of the king and stuff like that, and the return of the... Oh. But it's like not anything specific. It doesn't say on the Riverdale wiki that it's a specific reference to anything in particular. So, now we're gonna do Tudor Boot. Uh, I give it a toot. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great episode. Yeah. Honestly, shoot. Wow! I see it. <coughs> I see it. Yeah. yeah. I would say that it is, um, like, on the very cusp of toot and shoot, mm-hmm. um, specifically for the back her- third that I got through the summary for. Um, several times when I was doing my notes, I just, I just in clapped yeah. in glee. I was just so excited about all the things that were going on, so. This show, to me, like, whatever this Pussycats thing was, is much more enjoyable than regular Riverdale at this point, because when Josie was, like, schooling everyone on, like, all the crappy things they did, I'm like, all of you are really deeply unlikable characters, aren't aren't you? Mm-hmm. You all kind of suck. Yeah. But Josie's an angel. <laughs> and Melody and Val finally getting stuff to do was yeah. uh, fantastic. I did not see Melody being a main player coming, and now I'm mm. obsessed with her. Yeah, yeah, now Melody's my favorite pussycat. Exactly. Yep, same. <laughs> um, cool, so we are going to cover this episode chronologically. Um, I don't think there's really any other way to do it, so that's what we, what we did. And I believe that Brittany did the first third? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Melody narrates the backstory of the pussycats as she writes a book. We love this AU Jughead. So in the present, Val toasts Melody on publishing her first book and Nancy, Melody's girlfriend because gays, reveal that Tyler Perry wants to make it into a movie with Val as the lead. Later in bed, however, Melody reveals to Nancy that Tyler doesn't want Val as the lead. He wants a big star. Val tucks in with her boyfriend, Alan Mayberry, whose name they say fully twice. (laughs) Apparently he asked her to marry him and she said, let me answer later, which is like not a great sign. Yeah. Pops, Tabitha listens to a report that Josie went MIA after bouncing on a Berlin concert. Josie herself walks into Pops and Tabitha fangirls hard. Josie said she needed a break to center herself and write. She sings It's All Coming Back to Me Now. Melody and Val join in and absolutely body it. When they're finished, Melody and Val are gone and Josie's at her hotel singing alone. The concierge and Hiram knock on the door and tell her there's no live music after nine. There's been complaints. Hiram is the complaint. Josie tells Hiram he's a little bitch for complaining. (laughs) (laughs) Josie is my hero. She wins the argument and the concierge agrees to move Hiram because Josie is more powerful and more wealthy than Hiram. (laughs) At Pops, Tabitha asks Veronica if she would invest her nest egg so that she can invest it, earn money, and franchise Pops. Veronica explains the whole Chad thing. She can't help, or can she? Josie arrives at Riverdale High and asks Josie Stan Weatherby if she can use the old music room to work. He says yes in return for some music classes instead of money, and I'm like, don't you guys need money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alexandra Cabot arrives to see Ronnie and collect on the investment she made with Chad. Instead of giving her money back, Ronnie pitches investing in a certain diner. Archie and Josie reunite after Josie teaches a music class. He convinces her to ditch working on music and meet up with everyone at the White Worm. Josie calls Melody, who ignores the call, and then Val picks her call up. 
That's Melody's nightmare. At the White Worm, everyone catches up. The group start coming up with ways to capitalize on Josie's fame, ranging from helping save Riverdale by being the celebrity rep to doing a benefit concert. Josie schools each of them in turn for being the world's most self-centered people. The last time she saw Jughead, for example, he was robbing Pop Tate's. Betty never talked to her. Cheryl tries to simp, and Josie reminds her that she sent her a pig's heart, and it still haunts her. She leaves them all in the dust, as she should. Outside, she runs into Sweet Pea on a motorcycle, and he sweeps her off her feet. Wow. That scene, I'm telling you. I forgot how unlikable all these characters are. It was are. really funny. Yeah. I loved it. Um, I also, but I love that Reggie wasn't there, because she had, like, that weird flirtationship with Reggie, too. I like that Reggie isn't there so that she can't say anything bad about him. I wonder why Reggie isn't there. Um. I don't know. I don't, Charles straight up just isn't in this episode. I wonder what he's up to. Um, so yeah, Melody is doing the narration because she's also a novelist. Yes. And, and so she's a better only novelist. Writers, yeah, only writers can do it. I know in my heart that her book is better than Jughead's. I'm deeply more interested in it. It's also YA, but it's like way more up everybody's alley. It's more YA. First of all, Tyler Perry wants to make a movie of it. Yeah. And also she's telling the story of a super cute girl band. I'm What's sur- not cute about that? Right, oh, like, I, I just know it's a better book. I was under the impression that this new book that she was writing was, like, a memoir of Josie and the Pussycats. It was, like, a new one. I thought that the new book was probably, like, a fictionalization of the adventures they're going on. Yeah, but not the one that she already wrote. Yeah, but I just assume it's, like, you know, the same level of cute, I guess. Oh, yes, for sure, yeah. yeah. It's gonna be gay, probably, and it's with black people because it's, like, gonna be, like, an own voices thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's why Tyler Perry is doing yeah. it and everything. It's just, like, so many good, so much good representation in it. And what is Jughead's book? A retelling of The Outsiders. But worse. The Outsiders written did it already. Mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did notice that she are, uh, still has a Pops and a Joe and the Pussycats sticker on her laptop, and basically we go to this exposition toast, in which they need to tell us expedition, so they're gonna have a toast. You really are right. So Valerie and Melody are still best friends and roommates, so she says that she left law school, and she was going to be, she was going to Harvard Law, and she just left, and she wrote a book instead called Summer Storm. Honestly, power move. And mm-hmm. she stands up and she goes, yes, I was going to be a lawyer. I'm like, all the people in this room know this stuff. They all know <laughs> Again, it's not the strongest writing in the world. And then I realize there are actually more people in the room. We just don't look at them ever at all. So, like, you can see them blurry in the background, and I'm like, oh. For some reason, I thought this was a toast literally just to the people who apparently live in this apartment. Um, I also thought that. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. like, the other people must have been added through CGI. Yeah. <laughs> And then Nancy brings up the fact that it'll be a movie. So Nancy and Alan are both characters from the comics because Valerie is and Melody is and all the Katie Keene people. Basically, like, in Riverdale, we have mostly given up having characters from the comics, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's just too many characters at this point. Yeah. But on... In Josie and the Pussycats land, we can just have characters that are from the comics. So Nancy Woods is Chuck's girlfriend. Oh. Um... And, you know, we've actually kind of been waiting for her for a while because she's, like, when you go on Archie Comics characters on the Wikipedia, she's, like, in the main list. And so we've kind of just been waiting for her, really. That's kind of weird. Chuck's steady girlfriend. She does not take an interest in other boys being devoted to Chuck alone. However, she is often annoyed with his paying more attention to his hobbies than her. Nancy enjoys sports, fashion, cheerleading, and journalism and is a close friend of the other girls. I like the journalism angle. In the comics. Maybe she'd be a better journalist than Jug, too. Maybe. So the book was optioned by Tyler Perry to make a movie and Val will play the lead. And it's like, uh... Sure she will. It's weird because we didn't even know that she was an actor. Like, she was never in the musicals or anything. 
So that's interesting. And then we get Melody and Nancy together. They are gays. I hope her book is gay. I assume it is. I also am gonna assume it is. Mm -hmm. And she says, I wish you hadn't brought up the movie because Tyler Perry wants a big star to play the lead, not Val, like Kiki Palmer or Amanda Stenberg. And I'm like, well, I love Kiki Palmer and Amanda Stenberg. Yeah, I would watch that. Maybe, maybe so. Though you did guess when we were mm-hmm. watching that Josie could be the yeah, that's the what big I star. think. I mean, they're like off yonder now, so I don't know if they're, any of this is going to be brought back yeah. or anything. But I genuinely thought that Josie was going to be cast, and that was going to be like another point of contention. Mm-hmm. potentially. Um, so then we get Val's boyfriend, but she says that she's still a barista, so we don't know if she's going to be famous or not. She says she's a poet, actress, activist, and I'm like, and also painter. Because we see that later. I think she's just like an overall artist. Yeah. And her boyfriend, his name is Alan. And before I realized that Alan, because I did have to Google it in the middle of the episode because mm-hmm. I was so angry about it. Before I realized that Alan was the character in the comics, I was so mad. I was like, how many times do I have to say this? You guys are the writers. You, you, get, guys, to pick the you get to pick the names. You you pick Alan and you pick Glenn. For a dollar. Pick a hot name. <laughs> pick a hot name, please. They don't know how. It's confusing because they keep they, bringing in these hot dudes. They chose And then Gl- name them Glenn and Robin, Alan. they chose Chad. I know. That's true. They they have no taste. Yeah, it's true. So Alan M. Mayberry is Josie's blonde, muscular, good-hearted boyfriend. Originally a folk singer in his own right, he became the Pussycats' primary road crew captain after the group formed. Alex, who is Alexandra's brother... Constantly makes fun of him while Alexandra keeps trying to date him. However, he and Josie remain devoted only to each other. So we've obviously just switched that to Val. That's fine. And also, if you look at him, he has a very strong resemblance to Fred from Scooby-Doo. They look basically the same. (laughs) I didn't notice that, but uh, you are correct. He says that she's the love of his life and he asked her to marry him and she said, I'll think about it, which is not great. I I am concerned about this. Like... If they do the Pussycat spinoff that this seems to be setting up, I feel like Alan's going to be, like, murdered. Mm. You know? Alan, you're too good for the world. Like, doesn't he just have a face that looks like he would get killed in Riverdale? Yeah. Well, like, he's like, well, either way, whichever one you choose, I'm fine with it. And later when she's like, yeah, I decided not to marry you, he's like, whatever, I'm in it with with you for the long haul, no matter which, like, whether we're married or not. And I'm like, Alan... If we get more of you, um, I'm going to need you to have any other facet of your personality and, um, and I would like to see some emotion from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's got to be more to this. No, there's no backbone. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so Josie, her single is on the radio. It's called Kiss My Hand. Um, and it turns out she's missing and Tabitha's listening to it. And Josie shows up. She has a to-go order, which is a double cheeseburger, cheese fries, and a chocolate shake. And that's how you order Hermione with the onion rings. (laughs) That's how you order. She's fresh and good. And I'm like, the chocolate shake, it's iconic. That's what I heard. So of course she gets the chocolate shake. Mm-hmm. Naturally. And she's like, oh my god, are you Josie? Are you the Josie? And this is very confusing to me because in my mind, I would think, even if Tabitha has never met Josie, clearly she knows that Josie is from Riverdale. Okay. Because later she's just like, what brought you back here, right? So she knows Josie is from Riverdale. So like, yes, of course it would be surprising if a celebrity from your hometown showed up in front of you and you'd be surprised by that. It's just the the way that she talks is as if she's just like, Josie McCoy, you're the most random person I've ever seen. I had no idea you would ever be here. What is the reason? And then later she says, what made you, what made you come back? She kind of like, I'm gonna be honest, she kind of phones it in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's like at risk of fangirling more. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, this sounds, (laughs) this sounds, this sounds like someone wrote it. Yeah. (laughs) 
Like, Tabitha would know that Pop knew Josie, you know? Yeah. Would Tabitha not know that Jughead knew Josie? That Archie knew Josie? That Josie you know? was from Riverdale? Like, there's pictures of them on, like, Facebook, I assume, and, like, right. their Instagrams Isn't and stuff it, like, like that, you know? Isn't it, like, a pride that Josie's from Riverdale? And I know, you know, while we were watching, we were talking about how, like, you know, Archie is not the kind of person to show up and say, I dated Josie McCoy. He's not the type of person to do that. No. But Kevin Keller is the type of person to say, my stepsister is Josie McCoy. And so I feel like people should know. Like, he's just always kind of, like, around for her. Mm. You know? I don't know. And so she's like, hi, where's Pop? And he retired. And she's like, oh my god, Josie in my diner? She grew up here. She's been in the diner before. Yep. Why are you here? I needed a break. And she goes, what's it like being back? So she did know that she's from here. Um, And then she sings, it's all coming back to me now. Incredible. It's very good. I was delighted, Mm -hmm. and it was unexpected, and, uh, that song is a banger. Mm-hmm. Also, can we get a montage? Get chills you. when uh, Val and Melody yeah. show up and like those sick harmonies. So we see her and Pops with her dad performing on top of Pops, dancing with Chuck. At, and then she's just at school in an inexplicable dress. I'll allow it. I don't know why this happens, but yeah. sure. Uh, and then she's with Archie in the El Royale. And then when she's talking about pleasure, you see her kissing Sweet Pea. That has ruined that part of the song for me. Um, and then she gets, a, like, this vision, I assume, of Val and Mel coming in. And I'm sorry, I'm about to say a hot take. Okay. You? Yeah. Both of them have stronger voices than her. They do. Yeah. Like, Speci- they just have Melody. Melody is, like, insanely good. Yeah. She has definitely got the strongest of the of the three. Yeah. And then it turns out that she was just singing in her hotel room this whole time. Which well, is like, okay, sure. Yeah. So they're like, knock, knock. And this guy's like, hello, Miss Newmar, wink, wink. And I was trying to figure out what Newmar was supposed to mean. And I- We gave it a go. It I, just, it I, means nothing. I looked up things for like anagrams for it and everything. Please let us know if we are being dense. Thank you. She's like, I told you no autographs. And of course she's looking straight at Hiram. She knows that he is not here for an autograph. It's such a power move though. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so funny. Yeah. This whole scene is a power move. And they're like, hey, could you not sing so loud? Like it's a hotel policy that we have no live music in the rooms after 9 p.m. But before then it's totally fine. We have lots of live music in our rooms. Like what does that time. mean? Yeah. <laughs> you should just be like loud music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my next question. Why is Hiram here? Does he live in the five seasons? Because if he does, I completely forgot about it. I don't know why Hiram is Wait, here. why is he there? I thought, doesn't he have his own place? I thought so. I mean, um, didn't they live at the five seasons when the whole family lived in Riverdale? No, in, Pem- in the Pembroke. In the Pembroke. Maybe he lives at five seasons because Veronica lives at the Pembroke? I guess, but it's been seven years and she left. And so you wouldn't think that he would have gotten his own place. And like, also his office. Also, why is he staying in a hotel room that can be moved? Exactly. Well, that's the thing is that he's probably like, after the door closes, probably like, I can't be moved. Literally, I live there. You know what I mean? He's like, all my stuff is there. I'm straight up moved in. I don't know. I, so I don't really know why Hiram uh, is Honestly, here, this scene was constructed for someone to call, for Josie to call Hiram a little bitch. And so I'm going to forgive all the logic. And when she did, the way we lost it. We yeah. absolutely lost it. Yeah. It was incredible. I love so much that Mark came to work for one day this episode to be called a little bitch and then left. You and know what? He got his paycheck for that. I just love that. Good for him. She's like, you're here in your jammies and you're whining. So sorry. I'm going to call that to you. The um, you sheer disrespect of the jammies comment. Yeah. You're here in your jammies. In your jammies. Were you eating ice cream too and watching Real Housewives? <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, well, move him if he has an issue. And he's like, yeah, no worries. Of course we have a singer. <laughs> no problem. And Hiram's like, oh, oh, oh wait. You're like, mm, it's because she's more famous and she's richer than you are. Yeah. 
doesn't that humble you a little? So Tabitha goes to talk to Veronica and she's like, of course I have several minutes to speak with you, Tabitha. And she says that she had an encounter with someone really inspiring. And she's not going to say who, because I don't know, she, you know, she probably thinks it's a secret that Josie is here. And I guess it's nice of her to respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, yeah, it was really inspiring. She sang a full Celine Dion song in front of me. It yeah, was amazing. It was, it was yeah. transformative. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I still want to franchise Pops and I have money. So can I get give it to you and then you can invest it so I can get more money. And Veronica's like, what I'm doing isn't exactly like super above board and I like you, so I don't really want to screw you over. I have the explanation for the Newmar thing. Incredible. Thank you so much. Uh, in Den of Geeks review of the episode, yes. there's a Riverdale rundown, rundown down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say, Josie uses the alias Miss Newmar to check into hotels. Julie Newmar famously played Catwoman on the Batman TV series. Uh, which not only plays into Josie's feline motif, but also is yet another of the show's near-constant DC Comics references. Perfect. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. Yes, Veronica's like, this is not really a great time. I um, appreciate that Veronica chose not to scam yeah. Tabitha. I know the, yeah. the bar is on the floor, but I still appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, like, I appreciate the honesty. So she's like, this, it would really screw you over if I did that, and it would be better for you to just not get any extra money for this. Later, Kevin brings in Josie to talk to Weatherby, and Weatherby's like, oh my god, it's Josie! Weatherby does fangirling properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's honestly <laughs> delightful. It's yeah. adorable. He does such a good job. The the actor of Weatherby is like, ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> and she's like, hey, can I use your music room? Like, I'll totally pay you. And he's like, actually, as payment, will you teach a class here? And first of all, you guys need money. So yeah. take the money. And second of all, if I was Josie, I'd be like, that's a way bigger time commitment for me than just giving you money. But I literally sure. think they only meant one single class. It seems like it, <laughs> it does. Yeah. Because she leaves at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, she's not yeah. sticking around. They're like, oh, we were hoping that you would stay and be our thing. And she's like, uh, no. <laughs> I actually am literally a celebrity. Yeah. Oh, my next note was just, oh, I love Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> like, yeah, he was in a cult before, but support him. <laughs> you know, but people have flaws. Yeah. So Veronica gets a call from Smithers, and Alexandra Cabot from Katie Keene is here. And I didn't watch Katie Keene, but this is what it says about her in the Wikipedia page for Archie Comics characters. Alexandra Cabot is Alex's twin sister. Imagine getting having twins and naming them Alexander and Alexandra. That's just <laughs> so confusing. Funny. She's also the series' evilest character and indeed its main villain. Oh, she really? wants to take over the band but has no talent of her own. She is conniving, hateful, and completely selfish and wants to steal Alan from Josie. She also has a cat named Sebastian with a similar personality. <laughs> she didn't seem that evil, though. No. Yeah. However, I do I'm have to say- I'm glad they didn't make her evil. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's like in Katie Keene, because I did notice that at the end when she's like, oh, it's weird that I, like, ran into Josie here, right? But she says it like, and I ran into Josie here, so it seems like maybe her and Josie are not friends in Katie Keene. Maybe. That's sure. the that's the idea that I got from it, from not watching Katie Keene, because she seemed, like, kind of, like, pissed off about it. It so. just feels so weird to me that they're like, this show failed. Let's put the characters in there. I'm like, but it failed. Yeah. It's like when they did the Gilmore Girls revival, and they were like, we need justice for Sutton Foster and Bunheads, so let's give her an entire episode with a musical number. And I was like, this sucks. It was bad. I didn't care for it at all. So she's come to get her money back because Chad won't answer her, and Veronica was like, listen, I could give you the money back or check out this opportunity. And she's like, okay, I like diners. She, uh, this woman must be very easily fooled. Yes. Because the minute Ronnie was like, 
or I was like, scam artist. Yeah. She's literally like, hey, can I have my money back? And she's like, or do you want to not get your money back? And she's like, uh, yeah, I'd prefer to not get my money back. <laughs> like, she, she can't be like, easy, she's easily scammed. Yeah. So Archie hears Josie's class and originally we thought it might be like Cheryl's church because it sounded like very gospel. And I looked at the song and it is, it's gospel music. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, that makes sense. Like a lot of, um, black culture mm-hmm. and like music in black culture is like linked to gospel music. Mm-hmm. It's just funny to me that we have like a straight up church this season or like the, even the back half of this season and they're like, let's, let's do some know, church more stuff. church crap. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cause this is music. You don't need a license. Got it. Oh, sure. This is It's Gonna Rain, Come On in the House by Reverend Milton Brunson. How did Archie and Josie, they, when, they, they probably, split how, amicably. How did they part ways? Yeah, yeah they, that's my question. Yes. They split amicably, didn't they? I believe when she left Riverdale to go on tour with her dad, that was her breaking up with Archie. So Archie basically has the only rights to talk to her or be near her. That's the understanding that I have. Yeah, yeah. it's the implication. Yeah. I love to see Britta again. Uh, yeah, they kind of dropped her, hey? Yeah, I'm happy to see her again. Um, we get the Archie and Jesse reunion. She talks about how she's working on a new album. And Archie's like, come to the White Worm tonight. And she's like, I'm busy. And he's like, come on, it's been seven years. And she's like, okay. Easily persuaded. Mm-hmm. So Josie calls Mel and she doesn't answer. And then she calls Val, who does answer. And Mel's like, no. She's like running out. She's like, no. I feel bad for her. So then they just immediately go to the White Worm. And Archie talks about how they made a sexy fireman's calendar to raise money for the firefighter. And I'm like, great. Thank you. Be like, Thank you for reminding us of that. Like, I probably could have guessed this myself, but I'm glad that you told me. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Thank <laughs> yes. you. And he's like, well, enough about me. Like, <laughs> I think it's so funny. I think it's so cute. <laughs> the writers were like, okay, at some point we need to bring up the fact that Archie did Isn't a sexy it? fireman's calendar, but uh, we, we don't need to have a whole conversation about it. <laughs> so let's just do this one throwaway comment to throw started aboard Josie. Josie. Imagine if they were like, okay, yeah, uh, Josie. Oh, man, I guess we have to have a whole episode bringing Josie yeah. back then, huh? Because <laughs> that's how it went. So Veronica apparently has been paying special attention to Josie's life. Uh, she had a special on Entertainment Tomorrow. That one's new, which that I love. Um, and she had a cover on Vanity Flare, which I don't yeah. think... I'm pretty sure we've heard of that one we before. Have. Yeah. But also, she is very famous. Yeah, she's like she's like super famous. I'm surprised that we don't talk about her more, to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty convenient, actually. Also, my favorite thing about this scene, which is that Jughead is just back. <laughs> yeah, we have no explanation for this, and they're not interested in giving it to us. He's just... He's here again. He he's- ran away, and then he talked about falling in a sewer, and then he came home. Yeah. Was he going to tell anybody he had rabies? I don't know. Like, how is he not famous on social media for surviving rabies? I feel like no one does that. It's like those people who, like, have, like, He a didn't even know that he survived rabies, rabies until Rabies has a 100% fatality rate by the time you show symptoms. He should Jughead be Jughead should be marvel. dead. Maybe, maybe this is Jughead's ghost and they can all see him. That must be it. You yep. know what? That's totally it. You know, you remember that part in uh, Goblet of Fire where Moody's like, only one man has, uh, only one person has survived the killing curse and he's in this room. <laughs> That's one Jughead. One person has survived rabies and he's in this room. Yeah. No, Jughead, <laughs> Jughead it was given a choice by the Rat King. He could either die peacefully uh-huh. in New York, peacefully, or return to Riverdale to be an immortal being. For the rest of his days. But he but can he never, never leave, leave Riverdale. Riverdale again. Ooh, I love this. He yeah. haunts Riverdale now. Yeah. That makes total sense. So far, this is a better plot than most of this season. Thank so. you. It's because I'm smart. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh. I would say so. That explains it. I would agree. I just love the idea that he showed up and everyone was like, hey. Like, we didn't get to see the scene where everyone was like, oh my god, Jughead, are you okay? 
Like, oh my god, Jughead, you've been gone for so long. Oh my god, Jughead, why aren't you living in my garage anymore? Do you still want to stay there? What do you, what do you want to do? Exactly. Also, what happened to the ghoulies? <laughs> oh, they all went to prison. Oh, right. Oh but then god. did they but break the out? Was, yeah. I don't know. My point still stands. It's Riverdale. It's Riverdale. So they're like, oh my god, Josie, it's so great you're here because you can help us save Riverdale. We need, like, a celebrity face to raise money. And Josie's like, no. No. Um, I didn't have a good time when we were teens. Veronica, I hardly know you. Jughead, last time I saw you, you were holding up Pops. And everyone's like, oh, come on, Josie, that was in season three. Come on, that was like the end of season three. Calm down. Why don't I remember this? Uh, Penny, like, made them go do it or else she was gonna kill Jellybean or kill Tony or something like that. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. It was something to do with the Gargoyle King, though. It was Gargoyle King stuff, I think. Mm. Yeah. Did anyone tell Josie who the Gargoyle King was? Uh, probably. Probably not. I don't know. I would like to see that reaction. <laughs> and she's like, Betty, we spoke maybe once. And so Cheryl's like, excuse me, twos. You cannot speak to us tens. I mean. <laughs> and Josie's like, Cheryl, you sent me a pig heart and I still think about it. So you also can girl, talk. Cheryl is like, gay regret. Yeah, she literally like, uh, Madeline does such good faces this yeah. episode. Also, uh, I love her little pink outfit. It looks so cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And apparently Archie's the only one who's off the hook. Archie gets to sit there and just be like, hey, I knew her as a person. <laughs> I think Ronnie's kind of off the hook because she was a pussycat at one point, too. That's true. Yeah, that's so, true. like, I would argue it's definitely Varchie as a couple that are off the hook. Yeah, I agree. Um, so she's like, anyway, I'm gonna go write music. Bye. Can we talk about, though, how great it is that 99% of this episode is just women of color? Yes. Like, it's, the whole episode. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, Archie has, like, a handful of lines, and, like, Betty has one or two or whatever. But, like, most of the episode is just women of color. And yeah. I'm like, like this is the show. specifically black women. Yeah. And they're all great. Mm-hmm. And I want this to be the show. Mm-hmm. This is better than Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. Like, quality-wise, it's so much better. Yeah. Because I like that... Like, like you said, it's mostly black women, and then, like, the only person from the main cast that they really pull in is Veronica, mm-hmm. and she's still also a woman of color. Exactly. Which I think is, like, nice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's women doing all sorts of different things, like, mm-hmm. women talking about their relationships with men and women, mm-hmm. women doing business, women, you know, trying to, being a little treacherous, women doing, like, investigations and singing. It was just, having like, having a baby. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it was just so interesting. Like, this episode should be what the show is. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I loved, uh, like, in the next part when we're going to talk about one of the songs that they sing in Pops, which is very exciting for Sam in particular, no spoilers, mm-hmm. um, but I like that uh, Veronica is there, but she's not singing. They bring no. Tony back mm-hmm. so that it's three black women singing, mm-hmm. which, which aren't is- even the three main black women in the Pussycats. We've got, like, six different black women singing. Yeah, so I was literally about to say, Josie's like, get me away from this table of white people and also Veronica. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm finished. I'm walking away. And uh, so Sweepy, I guess, heard she was here. It's not just a coincidence that he's here, I don't think. And he's outside on his motorcycle. And he's like, listen, I'll take you wherever you're going. Wherever you want, do you want to ride? And she's like, okay. So they make out in her hotel room. And I honestly kind of really loved the Sweepy and Josie thing. So I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I liked it. Sweepy's whole thing in... I don't even remember which season it was. Beginning of four? That was... Beginning of three? I don't remember. Whichever one um, was, like, the summer party. Yeah, it was, like, the pool party. It was, like, I think the that first was three because months. it was Serpent's Shoney, right? Yeah, and Cheryl had just become a serpent. So it was probably They really should have stuck with that plot line. Yeah. It was probably the beginning of three. 
Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, it was like the whole thing about how Sweet Pea like really wanted to be Josie's boyfriend, but Josie wasn't ready for a relationship. And it was like a really mature thing where he was like, if you don't want to be in a relationship with me, I can't really like be strung out like this. Um, Like it was like really mature. And then she went and like sort of got into a relationship with Archie, which was like yeah. painful. And, but then there was like that weird thing with the Heather's musical and whatever. I guess, was Josie gone by the time the Heather's musical happened? I don't. I simply don't remember. I like that you just had that entire conversation with yourself. Yeah. I <laughs> so I like them bringing back Sweepy and Josie and how they might, like, Sweepy might finally, after seven or eight years, get his wish. Like, it really feels like maybe he never really gave up on her, which is kind of mm-hmm. sweet. And that's the first part. We did it. Yeah. Super quick. Um, Woo! Yeah. A lot of it is music. Yeah, that's why it was easy nice. to do, because, yeah. like, it's all coming back to me now is almost the entire song. Yeah. It's like five minutes of the episode. <laughs> Yeah. And now we're going to do the second third, and Sam did the uh, summary for that. All right, so the next morning, Josie is getting ready while Sweet Pea is still in her bed. He makes a joke about her sneaking out of her own room. She tells him that she's a busy lady, and even though last night was perfect, he understands. She meets Val and Melody at the White Worm and asks them what they've been up to. Val is super into activism now, and Melody tells Josie about her book. Mel asks Josie what brings her back to Riverdale, and she says she just needed a break and figured it was time to finally write about her hometown. She says that they were such a big part of her experience there that she would love for them to perform with her on a track if they're still doing music. Uh, We get a sick flash of both of them doing numbers at the White Worm, and they tell Josie that it was really hard when when she disappeared on them. They call her out on how she basically dropped them before she left town, and they were disappointed in how she treated them. She says that she understands if they don't want to record with her, but it's an open offer. They say they'll think about it, and regardless, it was nice to catch up with her. Upstairs, Tabitha and Veronica meet with Ronnie's friend Alexandra to talk about franchising Pops. Tabitha thinks that Pops should be the face of America's new start, and Xandra is super down, but she has a few tweaks, and the main one is that she wants to sing at the diner. They make it happen, and they sing Little Shop of Horrors, which I am certain I single-handedly made happen. Thank you so much. That's me with later this episode. (laughs) After their performance, they talk about how a meal isn't just about the food, it's about the experience. There's some awkward product placement as Tony shows off some (laughs) old navy baby jeans. Oh my god, the old navy. (laughs) She talks about hoping to induce labor by doing the number, but she didn't have any luck. Xandra says that it was great, and she to- she's totally down now. Uh, she just needs to see Pop's books for the last 20 years, which is excessive, but go yeah. off. Back at Josie's hotel room, Sierra is waiting for her. She bursts into tears when she sees her. Josie asks what she's doing there and how she knew, and Sierra says that a mother always knows. Josie explains that she was in the middle of the her tour, about to go on stage, when she got the call from her mom saying that her dad had passed away. After the news, Josie couldn't bring herself to per- perform. Sierra whips out her dad's ashes, which is, like, awkward. <laughs> oh yeah, God. it was weird. But, it's such a huge urn. <laughs> but apparently uh, his last wish for, was for them to be scattered across the country at all the places that he toured. He also left Josie a book of songs and notes that he didn't get to record. It's actually very sweet. At Val and Melody's place, Mel asks Val uh, for to talk for a minute. She says that she's been thinking about Josie and how they how she did them wrong, and it makes her want to do right by Val. She tells her that they won't be making her book into a movie because Tyler Perry wants a big star for the lead, and Val says she doesn't want to hold Mel back, but Mel says she's held Tyler no, and she doesn't want to do it without Val. They get a call from Josie's mom as they cut to the next scene. At Pops, Xandra talks to Veronica and Tabitha about all the things they need to change in order to make Pops more profitable. At first, it's just stuff like repricing, but then Xandra comes for the milkshake recipe, which is where Tabitha 
Martha draws the line. She tells Zandra that it's not a, just a milkshake. It started as the only thing that was available at Pop's chocolate shop and how Pop's was the only black-owned business in Riverdale at the time and how it's always been a safe place for people of color. Tabitha says she won't give up all of that for a bottom line. Ronnie says she understands if Zandra wants to withdraw her money, but she'll have to wait till the next day. Val and Melody meet Josie at the music room at the school and they apologize for what they said and give her sympathies for her dad. She says that they were both right though and she cries about how she would give anything to perform with her dad again and to play with them just one more time. They tell her that they came to let her know that they would love to record a song with her. She's delighted and asks them instead how they would feel about doing a one night only concert. They love the idea. They come to Archie and pitch their idea for a one night concert to save Riverdale. Josie and the Pussycats at the White Worm uh, all proceeds going to getting the town reincorporated. Archie says if that doesn't save Riverdale, nothing will. <laughs> and I'm we'll like, see uh, Archie. I'm like, dang, Riverdale might be screwed. Yeah. Yeah, knock on wood, bud. All 20 people at the White Worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Josie leaves Sweepy in her own hotel room, and she's like, I had a great time, but I got stuff to do. And he understands that, because he's always so understanding, and he's just very excited. He's been waiting for seven years for this, and he's just very, very excited, and I'm happy for him. So she goes to meet Val and Mel. Mel like you said, uh, Val is doing art and activism, and it seems like Josie didn't even, like, later she's like, oh, I heard something about that, but it's like, you it seems like, like Josie didn't tabs. even know about Mel's book, which I, like, didn't love. Yeah, I didn't either. I was like... You would think that you would at least keep tabs on your, like, closest friends yeah. from high school. Like, when she's like, oh, Val, what are you up to? I'm like, that's fair. And then she's like, what about you, Mel? And I was like, um, you should know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't even like my closest friends from high school that much anymore, but I, I still know what they're doing with their yeah, lives. Yeah. And she's like, oh my god, yeah, there's gonna be a movie. And I'm like, and you didn't reach out? You didn't be like, hey, congratulations. I would love to do a song for your movie. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, it's supposed to be starring. And then she gets interrupted. And I'm like, so there's already supposed to be a star that isn't Val? Exactly. Because originally I thought, oh, maybe I just misinterpreted it. And she was saying, oh, it's supposed to be starring. And she was looking at Val when she said that. And Melody was like, oh, we're not talking about that. But she says, oh, it's supposed to be starring. And it's like, she's going to actually say a name. And so I'm like, is there is there like, a star that's slated for this? Exactly. Um, and so she's like, I needed a break from tour. And she does not tell them about her dad and she's ready to write about her hometown and i'm like that's what jughead did and look how that turned out i mean i mean Mm -hmm. so she's like will you join on one of my tracks like do you still even perform and so they both go and perform a song like both of them and first of all i just have a few notes about their songs Number one, I wish Nancy were here to watch Mel perform with hard eyes. Because I think the girl who plays Nancy is very good at having gay hard eyes, and I think she's great. Correct. I want these white worm shirts so bad. They look so cool, and I want I didn't- I couldn't see them properly. They're, like, not- it's not like the, um, shirt itself is distressed, but it's, like, the font is kind of distressed. Like, it's, like, one of those ones where it straight up just says white worm on it, but, like, it's kind of faded in a really cool way. I want one. It says white worm on the front, but it also has, uh, like, the- serpent symbol on the back and it's like yeah i love that Um, hot topic when next when did you guys prepare this choreography (laughs) yeah when did when did they have time for this because do they live in riverdale it it felt unclear i i think they live in new york i also think that they live in new york but that like Sometimes they just come to the White Worm to perform mm-hmm. for fun. Yeah. Because, like, it was... The numbers were confusing because it was, like, unclear until you see Josie in the crowd that they're not doing a flashback. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And also, it's, like, not even, like, karaoke night. Like, Josie just left Sweet Pea. It's, like, 11 a.m. Like, it's brunch time, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, like, can you just go up there and perform whenever you want? Yeah. It's, like, uh, constant karaoke. Yeah. 
Sure. But it's like everyone was very prepared. And also, Val, you are dancing very suggestively to this man who is not Alan. Uh, yeah, I was like, um, it's called performing, man? Robin. <laughs> Uh, whatever, Alan's in it for the long haul, no matter if you dance with other men. So they're like, we were upset when you left us. And she's like, yeah, well, I had to go on tour with my dad. And they're like, no, no, before that. You ghosted us way before that. Mm-hmm. And we wish that you had respected us more. And she's like, I'm sorry, I know what your value is, and I'm sorry. So they're like, we'll think about recording with you. Listen, if my, first of all, my theory was that Josie was going to be the star of the movie. Yes. Okay. My second theory at this point was you do it, you're on this track, and then bam, Val will be star enough to be in the movie. Oh. Val gets more, more famous by being in Josie and the Pussycats. Now she can be in the movie. Honestly, this is galaxy brain thinking. Yeah. But then they're like, we just canceled the movie. This is not happening anymore. And I'm like, ah, but there are so many things you could have done. So Veronica introduces Alexandra to Tabitha, and they're talking about how they want this, like, small-town diner feel in big cities, and they had made, like, a packet and everything for her to look at. And she's like, I'm not even gonna look at all the work you did, I'm already in, but let's change some things. (laughs) I'd be like, well, I did work several hours on that packet, so if you could look at it, I'd really appreciate it. (laughs) Um, She's like, listen, I'm a businesswoman, but I'm also a performer, (laughs) so we should do a singing diner. So they're like, yeah, this basically is a singing diner, we're always singing here. <laughs> and so I just thought it was a single diner. I thought it was so funny that she was like, "Yeah, I'm a businesswoman, but I'm also a performer." And I'm like, "Yeah, this is this show. Uh, we know. Yeah, yes, yeah. clearly. I haven't seen Katie Keene, but I assume you're also singing there. You know." Mm-hmm. So then they sing "Little Shop of Horrors." Sam, how do you feel? I feel like I did this. Yeah, uh, I've been saying it for multiple seasons of Riverdale that they should do Little Shop of Horrors as the musical because it would be perfect. And I even like went and re-listened to it a few weeks ago and it would be perfect. I even like broke down who would sing all the songs. Um, So I'm a little sad that this sort of indicates that they won't be doing it as a musical. (laughs) But other than that, I feel so powerful. Honestly, uh, I made this happen. Uh, I don't know how I made it happen, but I did. I honestly, (laughs) like, this is the most I have believed that someone in that writer's room listens to this podcast. Right. (laughs) Because this episode in particular had something for each one of us. Mm -hmm. Brittany had something in part one, which she did the summary for. Sam had something in part two, which she did the summary for. And then I had something in part three. Like, it's amazing. (laughs) Sam got Little Shop of Horrors. I got Dr. Curdle Jr. being here. And then Brittany got Hiram being called a little bitch to his face. Like, (laughs) yep. We all got our rights, honestly. I also, what I was going to say earlier when you were talking about um, this number is that there's, like, a group of chorus girls that basically, like, narrate all of Little Shop of Horrors, Mm -hmm. um, and they are all black women. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's an important part of why they bring Tony in instead Mm. of having Veronica. Oh, Uh, gotcha. So. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I also loved... There's a detail when they're singing. Uh, all the milkshakes are creepy. Did you oh, notice that? No, I didn't notice that. Um, the only thing I noticed was that, that you are whipping those around way too much for those to be real milkshakes. <laughs> yeah. They, um, they creepify all of the milkshakes. Oh. Like, um, some of them have plants growing out of them, which is, like, part of Little Shop of Horrors, because Little Shop of Horrors is about a alien plant from outer space that eats people. Yeah. And... So, like, part of them are, like, growing plants. Part of them have, like, fingers and things sticking out. There's one with an eyeball on it. And then, like, one of the ones that Tony hands out at the end, which I thought was the coolest one, had a whole brain on Uh top. What? Um, So, that was... I loved that detail. That was cool. But yeah, like you said, unfortunately, this means that it likely will not be the musical. Yeah. And there were so many songs in this one that I was like, is this the musical episode? 
because it seemed like they were talking about still having like a classic musical episode, mm-hmm. like one that they usually do. Yeah. So I was like, I wasn't super sure about that. Mm-hmm. However, if this is not the musical episode, I have a new theory on what the musical episode will be. Which is what? If this is true, I'm not going to give myself that much credit because an episode later this season is called Next to Normal. So they could be doing that because Next to Normal is a musical. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to give myself any points because it's pretty clear the episode is just called the name of the musical potentially, which they've never done. So maybe it's not. I'm going to hope not because I've never heard of that. You've never heard of it? I haven't either. Next okay, well, I'm, yeah, no. it's a famous musical. I'll, I'll read it to you. But also it's seemingly... Like, this season is also potentially only 19 episodes long instead of 22, just like season four was. Mm -hmm. And Next to Normal is the episode, like, is, like, the penultimate episode. So it's, like, that feels, like, a little late to have the musical episode. Um, It should be within the next couple episodes if they're going to do the sort of thing that they usually do. Yeah. Anyway, so Next to Normal is a 2008 American rock musical. So you might not have heard of it just because it's, like, newer, I think, potentially. I've also never heard of it. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, that's probably, that's potentially why it's not one of, like, the classic ones. The story centers on a mother who struggles with worsening bipolar disorder and the effects that managing her illness has on her family. The musical addresses grief, depression, suicide, drug abuse, ethics in modern psychiatry, and the underbelly of suburban life. And so the reason why I think that this would be would make sense is not only because there's an episode named Next to Normal, but also Archie is struggling with mental illness this whole back half of this season. Yeah. And so I that, that's my new guess. Yeah. That's my new guess. So yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. I guess. It's not what I want. It's not my fantasy. Okay. <laughs> what, what What is your big hope? Phantom of the Opera. I want Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Now that the idea is in my head, that's all I want. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. I still want for Little like, Shop of Farms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For like later, but like, I want a classic. Like, that's what you want, but realistically, what do you think they're going to do? I have no idea. Yeah. That's, that's my, that's my like official, like actual try guess. What I want is Legally Blonde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tony is back and she's still pregnant. We also have Kevin just dancing dorkily in the back, which I love. And maybe Kevin is inspired by this, Sam. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's inspired by this to make the musical Little Shop of Horrors. I would like to see it. Yeah. I, I would, would love like that. Oh, my other theory all I want. was that they were going to do Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat mm. and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat because we saw a um, a still of Kevin in like a... Technicolor dream coat. So they might also be doing that because that's like church stuff, I think. Sure. And since there's a church thing going on. So Tony says that she was doing it so that she could induce labor. And this old Navy sponsorship is insane. It's uh, horrible. It was very clunky. Um, it's truly one of their worst. So the the bag is there and I'm like, all right, that's already enough. You know, like, it's not like Betty's eating her, like, smart food or whatever, and uh, and they're like, wow, this cinnamon toast crunch is delicious. Uh, you know, Hiram's not like, I love Doritos. <laughs> like, yeah. He's not doing that. But this time, I guess Old Navy paid the big bucks because their logo was there, and she said Old Navy out loud. She said, here are my baby clothes from Old Navy. Okay, bye. It and that's it. so cringe. <laughs> if I was at that table, I'd be looking for the camera. I'd be like, what is happening right now? So Alexandra agrees to help Tabitha, but she wants to see books from the last 20 years, which, to be honest, is way too many years. Yeah, the standard is seven. Yeah, Tabitha's like, I can do it. She can do it anyway, but that is I mean, way too many years. I don't act like, it, I, the standard is seven. I don't actually know. But I know that you're supposed to only keep your books for around seven years. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it is these days, but that's what I was taught. Mm-hmm. 20 years seems egregious because, hello? Yeah, yes. You know? So Josie goes home to the hotel and Sierra's there, and so they cry together. Um, she knew that she was here and came for her because she 
assumed when she came back that she would make her way to Riverdale because she's a mom and she knows things. And she says that she was in Berlin about to go on stage when she got the call. Her dad, Miles, had a sudden heart attack and died and then she couldn't perform anymore and she ran away. It was a Which really bad sense. timing to tell her, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, there's, it's, it's hard because, like, you want her to know as soon as possible and she might feel kind of slighted not knowing as soon as you know, but also, like, if she's about to do that. Like, wait then, till like, the show's over. Like, you yeah. would think that her mom would know. Yeah. At least like, until the show's over. Mm-hmm. Until this show is over. You know, you don't have to wait, uh, two weeks until the tour is done, but at least until this show so that the people who are literally in the audience don't have to, like, just sadly go home, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if you if if you do the show and then tell her and then she cancels tomorrow night's show, at least the people who are coming tomorrow night aren't coming to the aren't venue. Aren't in, the, in yeah. the venue already. Yeah. So she's like, it's okay. After your tour, we'll meet up and it'll be fine. It'll go by really fast. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Mom, like you think I can continue to, to perform after this. But I do have to say, if she had told them and she had said something, her audience is a fan of her and they would completely understand. Yeah. And support you for taking a break after this, you know? So we just, like, it's weird that everyone's like, oh, where where did she go? She's gone. And I I, I also think that's weird because her dad, although wasn't, like, as big of a star as her, was also, like, a prolific musician. And so people should know that he died. Like, it would be public information that he had passed away. Yeah. So, anyway, it's just weird that everyone's like, where did she go and why? When it's, like, feels like they might know. And also, like, it... I, it's definitely the business of the people who were at the concert and, like, lost out on their money. Yeah. It's still sad, but, like, it's no one else's business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they speculate on it like crazy. Mm-hmm. And so she basically says that she hoped that she could just disappear here like she did in high school. And I'm like, I don't know if you disappeared when you were here, but I I guess I understand what she means. Mm-hmm. And then she just, like, really weirdly brings out a full urn of his ashes. Um, it's a huge urn. We should not have laughed, but we did <laughs> when it happened when we were watching. Um, just because it felt so out of place it for her was, to be it's like just clunky. Yeah, well, it was weird that she was like, "Oh, he died," and we were very sad about this. Anyway, here is a physical representation of his actual dead body. Yep. Uh, the urn is gigantic. <laughs> And so she says that he wanted to be scattered around the country, like, at the venues that he loved. And also she gives her, like, a folder of songs. And it's like, look, Josie, maybe you can do something with them. That'd be really cool. It's gonna be, like, a tribute album. It'll yeah, be really like a new album. It'll be great. So Mel goes to talk to Val about Josie and is saying, like, Josie really treated them poorly. And so she doesn't want to treat Val poorly. And so she's being honest that there is not going to be a movie because he wants a star and she wanted Val. And so she said no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though Val was very, very understanding about it. Yeah, like, uh, if I had been Val, I would have been, like... This was the wrong choice. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. If I was Val, I'd be like, um, email him back and say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, please. Tell get him Kiki Palmer. Like, oh my get God. your movie made. Get your coin. Yeah. I'll still be your fr- best friend. Yeah, it's okay. And so Sierra calls and tells them what happened. Back to Veronica, Tabitha, and Alexandra. She wants to reprice everything. They're like, that's fair. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also wants to change the milkshake milkshake recipes to instant milk instead of regular milk to save money. And they're like, absolutely not. And if she had been like, oh, it is, it's your signature product. It's your great, great grandfather's recipe. Okay, I understand. Never mind. We won't do that. But instead, she's just like, it's just a milkshake. Then it's like, okay. Like, I'm completely on Tabitha's side with oh, this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. She said it was our first product ever. It was the only product that we sold at first. Um, it was the first and only Black-owned business in Riverdale. And basically, she pulls out because she's like, um, it's just a milkshake. And it's like, how dare you? It, this wh- is my family's legacy. How do you think it, something is just a milkshake? 
When it's literally the branding. Yeah. You're, she's bad at business. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Like I said, I think if she had been like, oh, okay, I understand. Well, we'll change a bunch of things, but not that. Exactly. Then it yeah. would have been fine. But the fact that she was like so rude about it mm-hmm. was like, ew. Exactly. So Tabitha pulls out. She says she doesn't want to do business with her anymore because she doesn't respect to the small town beginnings and her, her family's legacy, which yep. I completely understand. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love Tabitha so much. Yeah. At the beginning of the season when she showed up and they like, Start tried to like sprinkle in things to get us to like like her or whatever. I was like, you don't even have to worry about this. You don't. I'm already here. I'm already in love with her. Thank you so much. Yes, and and she just keeps getting better. To be honest, she literally she's like, yeah, I believe in aliens. I own a business. I like to sing. I'm like, I love you. I love you. You're the best. You're you're, you're all that I need. I every time I think about that part where that guy was like, hey, let us know if he shows up, a sweetheart. And she's like, okay, pumpkin. Yes. <laughs> she's it. She's it. So Veronica's like, okay, I guess you want your money back, and she's like, yes. And Veronica's like, well, you can't withdraw your money right now because the banks are closed. So, haha, you have to think about it for a while. <laughs> and you have time to be inspired. I, sure. So Valerie and Melody come to see Josie again and they know about her dad. Josie says that, like, they're like, sorry, we said those things because if we had known that you were literally grieving, then we wouldn't have been, have said those mean things to you. And it's like, um, but it's like, yeah, but you, you said what you up. felt. Yeah. And I, I think eventually she would have had to hear it anyway. And so Josie's like, whatever, I exactly. agree with what you said. Exactly. And she said that her dad never quite got the fame that he wanted, so she got obsessed with getting that fame herself. Mm -hmm. And all she wanted was to play with him again. And as far as we know, he was, like, kind of a bad dude. He was kind of a bad dad. But I still completely understand mourning him and and grieving over him, especially after she went on a whole tour with him and everything. Especially after the legacy that he left behind. Yeah. So they say yes, that they will record the song together. And they're going to play a one-night-only concert to save Riverdale because she's like... You guys giving me a second chance makes me feel like I need to give a second chance to those crappy main characters who were terrible to me in high school. And it's like, no, you don't have to. So they go to Archie, who was one of the only people who weren't terrible, apparently. And I love this because all three of them show up and they're like, hi, Archie. Archie, you have dated two out of three of these women and the other one's gay. So honestly, good work, buddy. Uh... Just love that I did him. not think about that. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll help you. We're going to do a reunion concert to reincorporate the town. And he's like, if this doesn't save Riverdale, nothing will. And I'm like, you are jinxing it. <laughs> you you are ruining this for us. Yes. You're blowing this for us. <laughs> and that's part two. So before we move on to part three, which is my personal favorite Here part. we go. <laughs> we're going to talk about Patreon, uh, which is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. It is a monthly donation for us. Um, our Patreon is patreon.com slash theevictionados. And you get some really cool stuff with it. One dollar a month gives you early access to all of the podcasts. All of them. Um, this one comes out a day in advance, but our other ones come out a whole week in advance. So a lot of people think that that is pretty worth it, especially for weekly ones like this. I think it's worth it. Um, especially since after this, we're going straight into season <laughs> Six, so you might as well. Oh my god. Um, uh, $2 gets you access to our Discord server. We've been doing like live watches on there and you get to talk to uh, whoever else is on there, us, about all of uh, the episodes and stuff. $5 gets you 10% off at choppylux.com, which is where me and Brittany sell some cool stuff. Um, I have a whole bunch of Riverdale designs of my embroidery, um, and I can do custom designs of anything that you want. Brittany does uh, resin art, uh, stickers, pins, enamel pins, and uh, some uh, prints print. and stuff too, if you want a print of uh, FP and Alice kissing, the one that she did. Yeah. Ah, I should put that up. Yes. That'd be cool. Yes. Put like a little like serpent logo behind Yes, that would be cool. I don't hate this idea. <laughs> 
$10 is my personal favorite. Uh, that is our Patreon-only podcast, which is called OK Love You Hi, and it is a bi-weekly account of just topics that we want to talk about. Um, they're about 45 minutes long, uh, two times a month, and uh, one of the upcoming ones is going to be about the Aficionados origin story and Brittany and Sam's love story and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we... Uh, What'd you just say? I said, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was going to talk about that. That's our Patreon. If you can't do Patreon, check out choppylux.com, like I said. If not that, uh, recommend us to a friend. We really appreciate it. We have this podcast, and we also have uh, four other podcasts that we're going to talk about in the outro. And we really appreciate your help. Thanks. You're the best. It's true. You're the best. You are significantly better than other people who don't listen to this podcast. It's and true. And just know that about yourself. Congrats. Most people, really. Yeah. So, incredible. This is my summary of part three. Everyone's at the White Worm for the concert. Tony is a week overdue. Betty sees Dr. Girdle Jr. there, and thinks that someone's dead, but he's just a Josie stan. And thank you so much to the Riverdale gods for this. I could not be more thrilled. It's very funny. Josie performs a song with the Pussycats and does a speech about how much she loves Riverdale and then does another song solo for her dad. Three quarters of the way in, Tony goes into labor and they need a doctor. Luckily, Dr. Curdle Jr. is there, but they do not want his help. (laughs) Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, Would you want a mortician delivering your baby? Morticians know about anatomy. I'd rather a mortician than no one. Fang's study for a home birth. He's prepared. He's the father. Actually, a Fang... Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Fangs and Cheryl go to deliver the baby. Hours later, up in Pops, Alexandra offers to still invest in Pops without changing the recipe. Josie asks Val and Mel to come on tour with her, and Tony has her baby, and it's a boy. Seemingly on the same day, but also not. Uh, Josie gets ready to leave on tour. Tony and Fangs introduce their baby, whose name is also Tony. I cannot make this up. Well, I'm assuming it's the next morning. Yeah, I think so, too. How? It's just weird because everybody's Tony moving. Yeah, I, I know. don't know how First she of all, stand. why is she moving? That's why I'm like, is it not the next day? Because, like, Dr. Colonel Jr. is in the same outfit, but, but like, everybody's, like, seemingly packed to go on tour, and, you know, Alan and Nancy are here now, mm-hmm. and, like, it's just, it's just, it's... the timeline is very strange for this one. Hey, night. you know what? It's Riverdale. Time doesn't exist anyway. So Tony's baby is also named Tony. I think it's cute. (laughs) Yeah. Turns out Alan is also coming along on tour, but Nancy is not, and that's annoying. Sweet Pea also asks if he can come, and Josie says yes, so goodbye, Sweet Pea. She talks to Sierra about another man approaches and said his name is Toots Sweet, and he was friends with her dad. He believes he was murdered because he was in with some bad stuff. They head to New Orleans for the first show of the tour and where her dad died. Apparently, this isn't the last that we'll see of them. I mean, I would watch a whole show of their touring Mm -hmm. adventures. Yeah. Like, but it has to take place Mm -hmm. in different cities. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So, Tony's a week overdue, like I said. But she's like, but I wanted to bring the baby to see the show. (laughs) I think it's cute. So Dr. Curdle Jr. is here, and he just hangs out with Weatherby because I guess they're in the same, like, Josie fan club or something. Um, They probably are. He has Josie merch. He wears a fedora. I'm going to say it. Dr. Curl Jr. and Weatherby are boyfriends. I'm fine with that. Okay. Listen, age difference? Who cares? Can't be that much of an what age, age difference. difference. Dr. Curl Jr. is like maybe in his 30s. Weatherby's look old as heck. The the students are in their, are 27. Like 26. Yeah, but he was Dr. Curl Jr. I think he's like maybe in his late 30s. I have to look up how old this actual man is. I don't think he's very old. And if not, he looks young. Is it just because he looks ancient to me? Yeah, he looks gaunt. Yeah, he's gone, so it doesn't mean he's old. Yep, that he looks old because he looks gone. You know who looks old? Me. I think he looks young and gaunt, which is what free, what's extra freaky about him. That That's possible. Yeah. Us just relentlessly dunking on Dr. Curdle Jr. Not me. <laughs> Look, see? He's young. He's ancient. <clears throat> he has no wrinkles. He's ancient looking. How old is he? <laughs> Check his Facebook. 
I have him. Well, I, I know. Don't, I don't, I'm not friends with him on Facebook, but I know where to find him. He graduated from the acting program at U of A in 2010. He's from Edmonton. Yeah. It's like, I try so hard to escape Edmonton as a place. It follows me. His date of birth does not appear to be listed. I found him. Let's see if I can see his birthday. I got it. 85. Ah, he's older than I am. Well, I still stand by it. Okay. Because he looks ancient on the show, and that's intentional. I don't know, you guys. I genuinely don't think he looks old. I think he just looks creepy. I think he's supposed to look like an angel's being. I think you have stand blinders on. I don't know. I, I genuinely, like, looking at him, I'm just like, yeah, he's creepy, but I think that because he's, like, youngish looking, that makes it creepier to mm-hmm. me. Anyway, he hangs out here, and it's great. He's obsessed with Josie. I just love the idea of somebody in the writer's room being like, this episode is too normal. How do we make this weirder? And someone in the back was like, I got Dr. Curdle Jr. And they're like, what about him? He's a Josie Sanity's here. Thank you. You are easy peasy lemon squeezy. You promoted. Know? <laughs> I would like to send flowers to whoever wrote this. The okay. writer who listens to this podcast, please get a hold of me. Let me know who decided to put Dr. Curdle Jr. in this episode. If it was you, please let me know. I will send you flowers. Thank you. So, Josie and the Pussycats perform with their tails and their ears and everything, and Britta and the other students are also here. I noticed that she's letting the other girls sing more, which is great. That's yeah, gross, because before it was they only have her. very strong voices. Mm-hmm. And once again, this episode was written specifically for me, because then Archie kisses Kevin on the cheek like three times. <laughs> I just think Archie, that would be a sexy couple. Archie likes dudes. Yes. However, I wouldn't want him to date Kevin, because Kevin's toxic. Yeah, Kevin is kind of talking. And I want his rela- his first relation with a dude. It should have be been good. Mad Dog. It should have been him. So Josie's like, everyone's applauding. Yay. And she's like, everybody applaud for Val and Mel. And I'm like, great. She's like, I've played fancy venues, but nothing is like here in Riverdale. And Alexandra is listening to this. And she's like, wow, hmm, Riverdale. She's like, it nourishes artists just like us. And also Jughead. Inexplicably Jughead. Yeah, and why is she randomly calling out Jughead? Yeah, and Jughead like lifts his glass. He's like, hey, cheers. And I'm like, no, no, no. The Jughead I know would be embarrassed. He'd be like, please don't look at me. <laughs> Though I like that time jump. No, like time jump Jughead's like, yeah, this might as well I guess happen. so, yeah. So then she's going to sing a song that her dad loved by Nina Simone. And Sierra's like watching and crying. And she has a vision of her dad watching her sing. And then Tony goes into labor and they're like, is there a doctor around? And Dr. Colonel Jr. in the most incredible line read of all time goes, I'm a doctor. <laughs> and Fangs goes, I could do it. <laughs> I, I like that Fangs was like, you know what? This is my child and yeah, I've like, been training for this. Like, we're, we're good, actually. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is the best day of my life. I had the best time watching it. It did not occur to anyone to go to the hospital. No. No. She's like, no, it's happening now. It's right this second. Yeah. Let's just go to the kitchen. Yeah. And then I noticed that Sweet Pea is sitting, like, at a different table behind Fangs and Tony. And I'm like, why isn't he sitting with them? Like, I miss their friendship. If they hadn't been performing together at the beginning of, like, this time jump, I'd be like, oh, okay, so they grew apart. They're not friends anymore. But, like, they've been hanging out. Yeah, they have. So it's, like, it's weird that we, like, don't... And and then, like, he leaves and they don't say goodbye. Like, there's no goodbye between, like, the, these people who were, like, the main core four of season two for me. You know? It's, it's kind of sad. I think the show just stopped caring about those connections. Yeah. So they say that they prepared for a home birth, but he needs help, and so Cheryl offers. Um, um this is Shoni Crumbs. Mm. I guarantee, like, oh, absolutely. Cheryl was Queen. there for Tony's child's birth. First yeah. of all, I kind of wish we'd seen that, because I would have liked to see the bonding. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of hoping that this will um, de-brainwash Cheryl a little. Yeah. I don't know about that. I would like it. But I understand. I want it, but given the trailer for next week, mm-hmm. we're not going to get it. I just don't think that this show is, like, 
gritty enough to show an actual birth. You know what I mean? It's true. That's just not it. Cowards. Yeah. They've shown drownings Mm -hmm. and actual murders. Yep. I think you can show a birth. Mm -hmm. Speaking of shows that do all of that, La Casa did it on season five, uh, Money Heist on Netflix, and it was insane. Mm -hmm. You should watch that. Yeah. So many things have happened in this diner. Uh, just an incredible <laughs> amount of things have happened here. Um, and Alexandra's like, hey, everything is weird, and it's weird to see Josie here, and I'm like, it, I, like I said, I didn't watch Katie Keen, but it does not seem like they're friends, especially because the wiki said that she was, like, the villain yeah. of the Josie thing, so I just don't think that they're friends. She says she wants to help Tabitha and keep the recipe. Okay, so then we move over to the Pussycats again, and they're like, haha, we're always upstaged by something, but this time it's a birth and not a murder, haha, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So Josie's like, do you want to go on tour with me? Um, because I'm going, like, where my dad wanted to be scattered and, like, play those venues, and all three of us will be headlining a not just me. And so Val is like, I'll talk to Alan because I'm not ready to get married. And Mel didn't even know that he had asked. She's like, hello? I was honest with you in that moment and you didn't even, you weren't even, okay. <laughs> so Val says she's in and then Mel says she has to talk to Nancy and she's like, maybe it'll be like a book tour since I'm not doing the movie. And they're like, yeah! So they're gonna do it. Yay! I think it's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Cheryl comes out she's like, it's a boy! And Kevin is like, oh my god, Kevin's so happy. And I'm like, Kevin, I'm still mad at you. Yeah, Kevin, I'm still so mad at you, Kevin. Kevin, you're on my sh- list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So then we just flip over to Josie out there with the tour bus and everything. I which guess. They somehow got over here <laughs> super quickly. Josie's leaving back on tour and it's a cool, super cool bus. I assumed, like you said, Sam, this is like just the morning. It's like yeah. seemingly the same I, it's day. It's definitely that next morning. Yeah. Like everyone's just been awake because of the baby all night, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like Dr. Curdle Jr. was just like waiting outside for Josie to leave or yep. something. I don't know. It's just weird that like... Alan and Nancy are here now. Everyone is packed. Like, they just, like, up and left their lives to go and, like, I I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. what's Nancy doing? If she also lives in that apartment with them, she now lives by herself. Yep. Like, those, like, three of the people she was living with are now gone, you know? Like, when did they go back to New York to pack? Like, it just, the timeline here is weird. Yeah, it's, um, it's what one might call a mess. A mess. So she's like, hey, maybe sometime you guys should come and see a show. And they're like, haha, okay. Because I guess they just never did that in those seven years, which is kind of crappy of them. And Tabitha's like, haha, maybe if we got backstage passes. And I'm like, haha, Tabitha, please. Uh, Honestly, I'm Tabitha, shoot your shot. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, sure. So Tony brings her baby with fangs. First of all, that baby is too old to have been born yesterday. Correct. Do you think Um, that's uh, a real baby? It's gotta be. I don't know, maybe. Uh, Why would you hire uh, an actor when you could just hold your own own baby. I'm going to Vanessa's IG. She would probably say it, right? Maybe. And then when they bring up the baby, uh, there's a shot of everybody and Cheryl seems really sad about it. So there's your Tony, your Shoney crumbs some more. Yep. Mm -hmm. She's like, "Mm." I just think that like uh, having, having like a, Baby actors are already so complicated, mm-hmm. so it would just make sense if you're, like, holding your own child. Yeah. So they named him Anthony after her grandfather, and I'm like, is that the one who, the guy who was on Twilight? That guy? Maybe. Also, it doesn't was, say. Yeah. Because he was, he played her grandfather, and I'm like, is he dead? What happened to him? I don't know. Unclear. Um, but I think it's cute that she names him basically after herself. Also. I'm like, are you actively gonna call him Tony? Because that's gonna get real confusing. <laughs> Because, like, I don't know, it's, I think it's cute. Because mm-hmm. with Lorelai uh, on Gilmore Girls, she named her daughter Lorelai, but they call her Rory, you know? So it's mm-hmm. not confusing. But if you're actively naming this baby, if you're both actively going by Tony, it's confusing. I think that's extremely funny. Yeah. And so Josie's like, oh, congratulations, Tony. Congratulations, Fangs. Congratulations, Kevin. And I'm like, Kevin? Kevin out of here. He's I don't know why Kevin is there. Like, I know why he's there. Because Josie is his, like, stepsister They didn't even mention the fact that Sierra and Tom are married? Yeah, still married? Are they still married? But 
Nobody knows. But I was like, why? But why are we congratulating Kevin? Because we, per, like, our headcanon was that Kevin isn't even, like, biologically related to this child. And also, I think he it's left Fangs' them. baby. Oh, 100% it's Fangs', ba- Fangs is baby. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. So, whatever. Um, so then. Val goes to talk to Alan, and she's like, listen, Alan, you don't have to come with us. And he's like, I'm with you forever, even if we're not married. Alan, I'm sorry to break this to you, but it does not sound like she wants you to come, bro. Yeah. It doesn't sound like she wants to hang out with you. Nope. Listen, Alan, you don't have to come. And Alan's don't like, I'm gonna come. Have to come. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's dumb that both the boyfriends come, but Nancy has to stay. Yeah. Dumb. Um, yeah, exactly. My next note was, if Alan can come, how come Nancy can't come? I'm, I'm wondering how much of this is going to, like, because... This is this supposed to be a show? They didn't say anything about it, but it's very clearly it a backdoor looks, pilot. It looks yeah. like a backdoor pilot, and so I would like, like for this to pilot. be a backdoor pilot. I'd be down because I think this would be a great show. My thing is like this is clearly it really seems like a spinoff, and I'm already way more interested in it over Katie Keene because there's a mystery, right? It's a it's like Riverdale. There's there's murder, there's intrigue, and everything, right? There's characters that we already know, mm-hmm. and with Katie Keene, there was no mystery. It was just like Gossip Girl, basically, which. Yeah. You know, and, um, and like hardly any characters that we knew already, yep. you know? So, like, this is just much smarter. And I would be interested. I would watch it. So Sweet Pea comes to ask to talk to Josie because he also wants to come. We're clearly getting rid of Sweet Pea. Yeah, he's, uh, for many reasons. One of which is that, um, he was canceled. Yeah. I'm and rightly even... so. You know, the bitch might end up in jail. Who's to say? The, yeah, do, if you don't know what we're talking about, please do your own research. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I genuinely, I don't want to talk about it because Sweet Pea was one of my favorite characters and I'm very upset about it, basically. And so I'm not even upset to see him go because he did someone wrong, basically. And now I don't have to look at him and remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm disappointed and I'm sad, but okay, goodbye, Sweet Pea. Um, he said he'll drive or be the roadie or whatever she wants. It's, it's romantic. And she says yes. But, and he was already packed. He's like, great, I will put my stuff on. <laughs> yeah, see ya, let's go. So she goes to Sierra and she's like, are you ready to go? And she's like, yeah, unless this town's going to get crazier. And then, hello, it is I, Toots Sweet. What in the, this was deeply stupid, I'm going to be honest with you. Now listen, is this man's name Toots or is it Toots? Toots. No, it's Toots. They said Toots. It's freaking, it's Toots. Toots. His name is Toots. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Robin, his name is Toots. Tootsie Noodles. Tootsie Tootsie noodles. Tootsie freaking noodles. Tootsie. You're, when your first name's what you do and the second that name's what you, you like. like. Yeah. Your first love. name's Tootsie right. and your last name's Sweet. So his name's Tootsie Sweet. Thank he you. He likes to toot. So Toots Sweets, like his name is Toots Sweet. There is a song called Toot Sweets. Well, isn't Toot Sweet French? Well, first of all, the song is called, is from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. But also Toot de Sweet or Toot de Sweet is a play on words which is French, which means immediately or at once. Yeah, 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 too sweet. Too sweet. He says, I'm friends with your dad. I came to Riverdale to tell you this and then immediately leave for some reason. I was with him in New Orleans when he died. He was mixed up in some bad stuff and I think he was murdered. Y'all, the fact that he walked up in the morning... Mm -hmm told her this, and then walked away is mm-hmm. the single funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And Could like, this not have been a text? He's like, man, I'm really sorry that this is, like, to just bring you on, spring this on you. And Sierra's like, we're from Riverdale. We figured, uh, probably murder. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever, you know. But, like, <laughs> also, bye! Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, I guess we'll head to New Orleans. And I guess I'm just disappointed there's no goodbye between Fangs and Sweepy. I'm sad about that. I think that's fair. Um, uh, Dr. Colonel Jr. is still in the same outfit as yesterday, running after the bus. I... I'm so happy that he's here. It's great. And then Mel says, you're going to be hearing from us again. She says that in the in the narration. Mm-hmm. And then we get the Pussycats logo at the end. So it really feels like this is a thing. And I would watch it. Yes. 
Uh, so now it's time for our segments. Uh, my first segment is which character needs a hug the most? Um, and I'm gonna give this one to Josie, I guess? Sure. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she deserves that. that. Yeah. My first segment is did anyone mention FP? But, uh, after learning the canonical heartbreak that he put Alice through last week, I'm not really interested in FP being mentioned ever again. Uh, so this is the last time I'll be doing it. Um, and he was not. He was yeah. not mentioned. <laughs> Honestly, R.I.P. to that segment. Yeah. R.I.P. to Snake Parents. I'm still not over it. Yeah. R.I.P. to uh, men on the CW who disappoint me. Yeah. Truly. And my segment is which MILF was the most badass? Tony. She gave birth in the White Worm. Yeah. So true. Uh, my next segment is, is Chick dead or what? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. One day he's going to show up alive and I'm going to be like, finally. Right. One day he's going to show up alive and your vindication is going to be obnoxious yeah. in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my other segment is what is Sam shipping the most? And um, like Josie and Sweepy are like fine. But um, and like I think the in this case it's sometimes this segment is uh, just a friendship shipping the most situation. And I'm going to go with Melody and Val because mm. like everybody else, I, I was like, this is nice, but I'm not like blown away by it. And but Nancy I really like there enough. Yeah. Nancy wasn't there enough. She's only in like two scenes. Yeah. Like I would be interested in it. And if the pussycats gets picked up, but the relationship that I found most interesting in this episode was between Val and Melody. Okay. I like Valody. Yeah, that's a good one. Mal- Mallory. Villity. Vel- uh, and now it's time for Best Line Award. My Best Line Award goes to Betty and Dr. Curdle Jr. for... <clears throat> Dr. Curdle Jr.? Hey, did someone die? No, Miss Cooper. I'm a huge Josie fan. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I love it so much. Did and then someone I- die? <laughs> and then I have to give an honorable mention to Josie, Dr. Curdle, and, uh, Dr. Curdle Jr. and Fangs for... Is, is there a doctor in the house? I'm a doctor. I can do it. They're like, absolutely not. No, no uh, not interested. Thank you so much. No. no. Yeah. And uh, my favorite line award goes to Josie for... Damn, Mr. Lodge. Nice to know you're still a little bitch. Incredible. She's the moment. She's the blueprint. I like, loved it. That was my one of my favorite moments in the entire episode. Truly. Maybe this entire series. The, the way that we I was just going to say, it's honestly. like one yeah. of my all-time favorites we, in the series. We all choked. It yeah. was incredible. If we... I literally choked. Yeah, yeah. Which is why my favorite line award also goes to Josie for... Once a little bitch... Always a little bitch. Incredible. It's what Hiram deserves. Yeah. Like, the thorough assassination of Hiram Lodge in this singular moment was just stunning. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's time for our trailer thoughts. So here is what I grabbed from the trailer. This is the blurb for next episode. Ghosts from Archie's past. After hearing some unexpected news about his former commanding officer, which was the guy who was, like, a dirty... Oh, yeah. I was like, wasn't he mad corrupt? Mm -hmm. Archie opens up to Uncle Frank about his time in the army. Veronica comes up with a clever way to raise funds after Chad calls the SEC on her. Finally, Cheryl and Kevin attempt to take control of the ministry, and Jughead goes on an apology tour. So, uh, here are some of the things that I grabbed from the trailer. First of all, Robin Givens directs two episodes in a row, which is insane. Nice. Good for her. Um, we get more war flashbacks. Uh, Frank wants Archie to talk more about what happened. Betty is out doing more tricking on the highway. What about Glenn? Isn't Glenn gonna come after you like he literally said he was going to? Well, Tabitha's confronting Betty. She said, Jughead told me what you're doing. How does Jughead know? <laughs> is, this mean, about, is this about something else? Is this a... I wonder if this is red It's herring. a misdirect. Yeah. It could be about something else. Jughead says he's basically trying to figure himself out. Veronica's celebrating with Chad. Hiram seems mad. And then Cheryl threatens Penelope by saying that she's the queen of the bees. Yeah. Um, 
So Cheryl's lost her mind again. You know, yeah. for the sake of the plot. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. And thank you so much to our lovely roommate, Emily, for being in her room for this. We really appreciate her so much. She's a, her. She's a legend. She's an mm-hmm. icon. She's a star. She is the moment. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you feel so inclined, write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We'd really appreciate that. If you're a fan of The 100, we talk about that show, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh, we covered the seasons that are not good, and now we're covering the seasons that were just, were pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Go check it out, if you want. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. If you're a fan of Lost, we talk about that show, too. Uh, we are in the back half of season three. It is our longest and most big brain podcast. Um, it is spoiler-free until the spoiler section at the end, and we have guests over there. So if you want to watch with us for the first time, I would be honored. It is one of the best television shows of all time, and I think that you deserve a, a good show. Thank it's you. true. Yeah. If you're a fan of Star Trek, we like to talk about that show, too. We covered season one of Star Trek Picard, and we'll be covering season two. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show, too. Uh, we're almost done, actually, with mm-hmm. uh, all of the episodes that exist. Yeah. I'm very proud of us. Yeah. You can follow the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube. Mostly Twitter, and Robin makes gifts of our favorite line awards on Tumblr. Our Patreon, like I said earlier, is patreon.com slash theaficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating, because ugh, it is expensive what we do. Um, we have all those really cool perks that I mentioned before. And, um, yeah, we really appreciate it. If you can't do that, check out shoppylooks.com. If you can't do that, recommend us to a friend. This one or any of the other ones, even if that friend is you. If this is the only one that you listen to, check out some of the other ones. We love that. That's good advice. Yeah. I'm going to allow that advice. Thanks. Thanks. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Casey's, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. Uh, the next episode is episode 516. It's called Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers is a 2001 American war drama miniseries based on historian Stephen E. Ambrose's 1992 nonfiction book of the same name. It was created by uh, Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks, who mm-hmm. also served as executive producers and who had collaborated on the 1998 World a- War II film Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, it was a cultural moment. Mm-hmm. I remember that. The series dramatizes the history of Easy Company, 2nd Battalion, 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment of the 101st Airborne Division, from jump training in the United States through its participation in major actions in Europe, up until Japan's capitulation and the end of World War II. The events are based on Ambrose's research and recorded interviews with Easy Company veterans. So that's, so that's that. Yep. Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! <laughs>